This podcast contains potentially adult language, adult themes, definitely drinking, and possibly sexual context. Listener discretion is advised. Drinking with Authors, Literary Briefs episode. I don't know why I get lost when I start this again. Okay, I'm your host, Erica Lance. And I'm Vanessa Valiente. And with us today is Gabby Justice. Woo! Let's talk about what we're drinking. So I did a shot at the beginning of the last episode in our new drinking shot glasses. You're cut off. I know. Oh, that was bad. (laughs) It was the shot itself. I think if I put Honey Jack in there, it would have been okay. But I am still drinking my um, cucumber and mint. Cucumber mint vodka with cranberry and soda water. I like that. I think it's cucumber and lime or cucumber and mint. It doesn't matter. It's fine. It's still good. I've only got a little bit left. I'm fine. I'm doing great. Woo! Vanessa, what are you drinking? Uh, still drinking my vodka and water. Very, very simple. Nothing pretty straightforward in my fancy cup. That's about it. You're becoming an old woman with your vodka and water. I'm just Whatever. saying. I was drinking wine yesterday and, you know, I'm trying to be better because I ate too many pizza rolls this past weekend. So I was like, if I'm going to drink something, I'm going to add some water, make it a little healthier. <laughs> you can call it healthier. But uh, yeah. <laughs> I like that. I'm like, I drink way too much wine. So I'm going to straight vodka and water. It's so much better. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's what I'm telling myself. <laughs> I don't think that's a real thing. I think we're going to have to re- <laughs> we're going to have to relook at that pizza roll girl. Okay, Gabby, what are you drinking? I have made um, little co- wine cocktails with apple cider and a, like a sparkling white wine and then I did a hot cider with cabernet. Ooh, and spices. The hot one and the cold one. I've, when you showed the the hot one, I was like, "This reminds me of like a sangria almost, with yeah. fruit floating in it." Mm-hmm. Love me some sangria. That some would be way too fancy for me to make before these podcasts, but mm-hmm. I do love me some sangria. Eventually, I have to get a picture of it. Okay, we are doing rapid fire questions. Are you ready? No, I'm not. Good. Okay, good. So we're gonna start. <laughs> what is your favorite book? <gasps> Oh, I just read The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. It's my new favorite. Oh, okay. I have the book. I haven't read it yet, but I'm obsessed with V.E. Victoria Schwab. (laughs) What did you love about that book? uh, Well, it's got my new favorite villain, Luke. He's um, he's so, he just, he's very romantic you know, spoon worthy. I, I kind of like that. I do like that. I'm like, the devil. Yeah. Well, I guess so. She never really says. Yeah. Cause I follow Victoria and, and basically it's like making a deal with the devil. Yeah. Lives. She can live forever, but people forget her. Mm-hmm. So she can never make a true connection with another person. Okay. And- plot giveaway person. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> on the blurb it's i'm not giving anything away I yeah. swear. <laughs> oh, so we gotta talk about blurbs later remind me gorgeous guy about the blurbs <laughs> oh anyway okay so what is your least favorite book of all time oh um 
Well, it's not really my least favorite, but remember I was talking earlier how I don't like series that end and I don't like the ending. Mm -hmm. I didn't yeah. like the way the Divergent series ended that last book. I can't remember the name of it. Alliance, I think? It's Allegiant. It's Allegiant. Allegiant, yeah. yeah. And then when I saw the movie, I was like, I don't remember that. Does that end the book? I, I never watched, like, okay, so Divergent is a trilogy and mm -hmm. Allegiant was supposed to be made into two films, but I think they, this, the movies didn't do well, so they never did the very, the part two of Allegiant. But if I remember correctly, the movies kind of strayed from the books. So- because okay, I thought I, so. Yeah, I, I don't know. I stopped watching after the second one, so- um, There's yeah. two books I loved, and then the last one, I, I didn't like the way it ended. I didn't like that. <laughs> Oh my goodness. What about, um, so you said you're a pantser, mm -hmm. but you are writing a series. Do you keep any sort of world Bible or are you just making it up as you go along? I do keep a, a, a whole envelope full of information, but I, I became more of a plotter in the, by the time I got to the third book, because I, that's when I was like, I, that's when I made my poster board with all, you know, all my worlds and where my characters were. And yeah, I had to, I had to put my pants aside and put on my plotter pants. <laughs> your, your plotter pants. I like that plotter pants. Do you think that um, that's partially because it's, I think a lot of people don't realize when you write a book, you, at least I don't remember every single thing in the book, no. like, you know, so you have to go back and go, what did this sub character look like that wasn't important, but for some reason I need to bring them back now? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you reread your books at all when you go to write? When you went to write number three, did you reread one and yes, two? I did. I think I, and then I kept putting off writing book three. So I kept rereading book one and book two like a million times. And I'm like, okay, finally I'm going to write book three. But yeah, I definitely did. What about reviews? Have you um, gotten a lot of reviews so far on your books? Um, Dog Girl, it needs more reviews, but it just came out like last week. So I'm not stressing too much, but I have a lot of people reading it. So I'm, I'm waiting for those reviews to roll in. Right now I have six, but um, for my self-published Firstborn and First Awaken, Firstborn had a lot of reviews. I was pretty, I didn't realize at the time uh, what an accomplishment that was. I'd have to look it up again, but I think I have like 36. That's very good. Yeah, I was, I didn't realize, but I, I had, in most of them, you know, you have a few bad ones, but most of them are all good. So, so you read your reviews. Yeah. I'm so bad, especially, and then I'm so bad. I constantly look and then that wastes time. Like, stop looking at Goodreads, stop looking at Amazon, just get to work on your next book. So. Did you, um, do you look for specific things or is it, you know, cause some people take them way too seriously when they read the reviews and who was it that said the other day, I thought it was actually really, was it Paul Cornell? I think he said reviews are actually for readers, not for writers. And the re that's who the reviews are meant for is they're meant for readers. I've heard that multiple times from other authors that even the good ones, they don't even read them because they, they again, they don't want to put this unrealistic, unrealistic expectation that they're going to hurt 
those people that are in love with the books by whatever they're they're obsessed with that she they intend to eliminate or in in the future so i've heard even good reviews like don't like the one consistent thing is don't tag authors in your reviews that's like the worst thing that you can ever do is that it doesn't help the author in whatever way you think it's going. Oh, yes. I've heard like so many authors, like Susan Dennard is such a huge uh, YA fantasy writer. And she says she hates it. She doesn't want any, she doesn't want to know, you know, she wrote the book that she feels proud of. It's her story. If someone doesn't like it, you know, obviously that's fine, but reviews are for readers. They're not for the authors. And they are not advice for the author to correct something in their story either. Yeah, I guess I use them more for marketing. Um, I have, a, I, I have, I didn't used to, but I now have thick skin. When I was a teenager in high school, you know, I was very impressionable and people pleaser and all that stuff. But now I'm like, you know, I don't know. I've gotten to where. I, after you have three kids and you're married for 28 years, <laughs> you're like, whatever, <laughs> um, you know, but so I think I use them more for marketing, like, oh, look what somebody said and, you know, try to get. Do you um, write reviews when you read? Yes. Now I, um, I've been following Alessandra Tori. I think she's a big um, indie and she has a lot of advice and I don't know if it's, I think it's good advice, but she, she told, she said to like reviews, you have the little like button, don't engage. And she said, when you're writing reviews, don't star them, just write the review. How the hell do you do that? Amazon makes you do a star like. No, oh, I'm thinking Goodreads. Okay. I'm not thinking Amazon, but yeah, to just write a review and not. So I started doing that and it was a little freeing because you do feel a little pressure as an author. And I'm, I'm, I usually love everything. I'm really bad at, at, at reviews. That was one of my things in the critique. I was like, oh, it's great. Well, what's wrong with it? I don't know. It's great. I love it. <laughs> They're like, no. So, and then if I put three or three or four stars, I would feel guilty even though really, you know, three star review is just, is a, still a good review. So I quit doing stars and just wrote what I liked about the book. That's and very cool. Do you, um, will you read a book all the way through? Yeah, I don't think I've ever not read a book all the way through. Well, I guess I have. I started a book recently. It's called, it's a cute little YA. It's called Sweet Potato Jones. And now I can't find it. <laughs> So I don't know where I put it. And I'm like, I still want to finish this book, but I don't know. It's lost. Do you need a happy ending? What kind of genres do you like to read? I I'm I love fantasy, paranormal. That's probably my main one. But I I, I got into YA contemporary. I, I like a lot of those stories too. I think that's important. They say that you should always read what you're writing. Mm -hmm. So that you get more knowledge base and the different things like that. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, do you, so you talked about, you do have a newsletter and stuff like that. And how has your, um, you know, having a print house and stuff helped you as an author? 
Um, well, I guess, it, well, I don't have with the covers because I had the in-house graphic designer. He's, he's amazing. So he helped with my self-publishing covers. And I did draw a lot of attention when I went to, with my one cover, you know, they would come over and just tell me how much they loved it. So that helped. And then I could bookmarks. So I, when I can go to bookstore, local bookstores, they hand them a bookmark or business card or card, anything. So it's a big help. I mean, it still costs us to print it, but not nearly what it would cost. You no, know. for an author to generally buy it. Yeah. Right. Do you, okay. So this is something I don't get to ask a lot of people, but I, I always um, uh, yell at people that don't do it. Do you carry around bookmarks and business cards with you all the time? Yes. I recently changed purses though, because we went somewhere and I changed purses. So I've been a couple of places now without them. And I'm like, oh, I've got to remember to put this in my, my other purse or switch back to the purse with the bookmarks in it. I always say that to people. I say, you, you know, you talk to people, you'd be amazed how many people you go, no, I'm an author. They go, what do you read? The first thing you should do is be handing them something mm-hmm. so they can easily find you. Yeah. You know? And one thing I learned, and I didn't even know this being a printer or a printer's wife, um, Matt, don't do gloss. We love, my husband loves gloss. Everything we do is high gloss. Because uh, it catches people's eyes, looks nice, but you can't write on it. They can't, an agent couldn't write, I met you at such and such, you know, to remember you. So Matt finishes stuff line better. No, I agree. I actually like Matt. I like the way it feels too, Matt finished. I think it's true with book covers too. I think way too many people put high gloss on book covers all the time. That should be Matt book covers. Um, do you, how did you find your agent? Through um, Tampa Writers Alliance, because I had self-published, I was put on a panel. Um, me, my friend Miriam Monroe, and Sharon Belcaster, my agent. The three of us were up there talking to the group uh, on our experience of you know self-publishing, and so we started. So I met her there, and then when I went to different conferences, one of them was the Tampa Times in St. Petersburg. She was looking at books. She stopped by to say hi. So, I, so we kept meeting and I kept just chatting and we became friends. We went to Florida Writers Association. She hung out with the little group that's from that group. And we were at, a, she was at our table for the award ceremony. And we, of course we were drinking. <laughs> so we were drinking and chatting and laughing. And so I got to know her that way. And I didn't approach her as a writer until later and I that's when I because I knew she didn't I knew she wasn't interested in what I'd already self-published um so when I had dog girl ready I said hey would you you know would you consider reading this and she's like yeah so Hmm. it's kind of like a romance right friends before agent (laughs) (laughs) well and you pitched to agents before what was you know when you went to pitch to agents what was your experience with doing that? I mean, sometimes you, people say, well, it's kind of meh. Some people are like, it's the worst experience of my life. Some people are like, it made me a better writer. What was your experience when you went to these cons to specifically do the pitch to agents? It definitely made me a better writer. Um, and you can, when you lead there, you know, oh, I don't, I would not want to work with that person or, oh, I really like that person. Um, so 
I, you definitely get a feeling. With Dog Girl, it was easy to pitch. I mean, I guess it was e easier to pitch because I feel like with my paranormal or fantasy, there's so much going on. It's like, what do I talk about? With the Dog Girl, I, it was easier to narrow down for me anyway. And I got a lot of good feedback. And a lot of people, nobody really asked to see the full book of my other stuff. I think everybody I sat down to talk with for Dog Girl wanted to see the full manuscript. Now, they all rejected it, but they all read it pretty much almost the whole thing, which I was shocked because you hear, oh, they'll read the first page. And then if they don't want to sign you, they'll. But no, they I mean, I know they read it because the, the feedback I had, they had to have read most of it. And it was good feedback with a lot of helpful advice and encouraging. Like, this is great. But so I was like, okay, I know I have something good here because they're not just, they're not, they're really talking to me. So I know no, I have like a there. uniformed rejection. It's very right. personalized. Yes. Right. And when did you decide to go traditional versus or did you always want to be traditional? You just happened to self-publish the other ones. How come you didn't go carry down the self-publishing track? Um, I guess I did always want to be traditional, but I guess I don't feel savvy enough to be a self-publisher. I, I don't feel, even though I still do a lot of my own marketing anyway, I, I like having that security blanket, I guess. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, oh, that, it, it makes sense. Everything on your own for the most part with not to say that you don't do anything with traditional, but it is always nice to know you have your publisher as a support team to help you through the whole process. Mm -hmm. yeah. What about, um, so let's talk writing. When you're writing, where do you like to write? I preferably would be quiet in the morning with it. You know, and a lot of people have playlists, they, they write with music. I like complete quiet. I like the morning before everybody gets up, before my emails start going off. That would be ideal. But I take my laptop everywhere. And when I was driving my kids around, now they can all drive themselves. But when I'd sit in the car, they'd play tennis for two hours or more. And I'd be in the car with my laptop. That's very cool. What about, um, what are your like little writing, what do we call them? Nuances, little, little eccentricities. Mm -hmm. Like, do you use a word too much? Do you like, what do you, when your editors come back, what are they like? Hey, stop doing this thing. Well, in Dog Girl, it says it's first person. It's I, 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 you know, I have to, how am I going to start the sentence without saying I as the, so I guess that's, mm -hmm. that, that, that can be, and I like adverbs too. And that's hard. I'm like, oh, I can't use, you know, so I try to limit myself on the adverbs, but I don't cut them out. It's like a diet. You know, you can have a little bit of candy, just not the whole bag. Yeah. <laughs> or four or five bags, depending on the author <laughs> and their use of adverbs. <laughs> He would not agree, guys. He said the road to hell is paved with adverbs. And it is true. I mean, I would say nine times out of 10, you can eliminate an adverb. Only use an adverb when it really changes changes something. So like, 
um, he smiled happily doesn't make sense because happily kind of coincides with smile. But if I say I smiled sadly, well, then that's different because right. it contradicts what you already know in that one word, the smiling. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, you just, you have to try to find, it's some, most of the times you just got to find that stronger verb in replacing the adverb. Totally. Yeah. So you, so you like it totally quiet. Um, so were you ever a coffee shop person though? Did you ever take your laptop, go to the coffee shop and write? Well, like reading, writing, reading and writing for me are the same. I get easily distracted. I mean, some people can sit with a book at an airport and, and I'm like, Oh, you know, I'm like, and I have to force myself to focus. So probably, yeah, I, I don't mind it. I, I, cause I love coffee and I like the environment. Um, but it's hard. I don't get as much done. You ever feel like you get writer's block? I definitely did with that trilogy on the third, the third book. I was definitely blocked there. But I, I agree with the, you have to just write. I think you, you sit down and you do it no matter if it's crap on the page, you know. <laughs> no, totally. Did you, um, how many words per minute can you do? Or not words per minute, words per hour can you do? Words per minute. We're doing typing tests now, whatever. <laughs> When you sit down and you're going at a good clip, how much do you get done? I don't know. I've got, I guess I've never really timed it. I would say on a good day, you know, 2,000 words, um, 2,000. Sometimes I'll only write 1,000 words. And then, and then on a good day, I'll, I'll, sit, I'll have 5,000 banked. But um, I don't know how many an hour. I no, mean, that's. That's good. What? But oh, what I was gonna say, are you participating in NaNoWriMo right now? Not here, no. But no. I have. And that was a good exercise for me, for sure. I did that a couple of years ago. But I, you know what? I couldn't figure out the website because people were interacting and keeping mm -hmm. score. I guess I'm technically not that good. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe they've improved it. I don't know because I was like, I want to talk to my friend. I know she's doing NaNoWriMo, but I couldn't figure it out. I just use it just to see if um, I'm reaching the word count because you're supposed to, you know, write so many per day. Mm -hmm. And I just like having that little word counter there, like telling me, oh, you're almost here. Or if you're behind, it tells you how much, how much you have to kick it up to reach that goal on time. Yeah. Reaching like writing 50,000 in one month. So, yeah. And I've kind of been out of writing. I'm more, I've been editing a lot lately. I really don't think I've written anything new in, a, in maybe a year. So I, wow. I, I can't wait to start, but I've kind of been edit. I've got what I've had already done. I've been rewriting and editing. So how many times do you go through your manuscripts? I've dog girl. I, I feel like we wrote, rewrote a million times. I think, I think really about nine times, nine or 10 rewrites on dog girl. Oh, wow. What, if, how many um, rounds with the editor? What was your editor like on Dog Girl? Did you get to choose them or did they assign them? By the time it got to the editor at the publisher, one round, that was it. And I, I kept, I'm like, what, you know, what, don't you want me to, you know, keep, you're like, no, it's pretty polished when we got it. But that's because my agent sent it back to me like four or five times. Oh, wow. <laughs> Before that, I went through it a few times 
and did hire um, the, the lady I had met before the, the editor. So, Trisha. <laughs> oh, that's very cool. What about audiobooks? Are your books going to audiobook at all? No, not that I know of. I hope so. I hope she, you know, is trying for that. I've asked, I've, I've you know, I've been hinted that I'd love that because I personally love audiobooks. Do you, um, would you want to record it yourself or would you want somebody to do it for you? No, I would definitely want somebody to do it for me. <laughs> what about reading um, in like in person? Have you done a lot of readings of your stuff? No, um, this virtual book fair that I, I signed up for and starts in January in, for Gainesville, it's mm -hmm. called Sunshine. Sunshine State Festival, but I had to, I read the first chapter and it's on video in their virtual uh, marketplace. And that was interesting. Yeah. I really like the sound of my own voice. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that, um, but you have the voice of your characters. Like you know it backwards and forwards versus it, somebody else reading it. I think it makes a huge difference. How has COVID affected your writing and editing and stuff? Um, well, because I feel like not to, I didn't get it. I didn't get really, I know a lot of people have gone into a, a bad depression and, and they couldn't read and they couldn't write. I didn't find that. I luckily haven't been affected and I don't have anybody close to me that's been affected. So I think, um, had that been the case, it, I would have maybe gone into a slump. But no, it was just more time at home for me to sit and do my writing. The kids, you know, I had the kids, I still have my oldest son who has an apartment in Miami <laughs> who's living at home because nobody's working, you know, out of the office yet. So, yeah. yeah. No, that, that it's, I think it's definitely affected a lot of, um, things you know this year for people and I agree it has caused some mental things I think people didn't think were possible okay we're coming to the end whoa done with it Vanessa you get one more rapid fire question my friend Ooh. total pressure I want to see if your vodka brain can do this you're asking way too much from me <laughs> I see that <laughs> you know what I have one what is your favorite book to movie or TV adaption? Uh, um, well, okay, this is going to be very generic, but of course I love Harry Potter. I mean, I love Ooh. Harry Potter. Um, I can't really think of any. Oh, I started Deborah Harkness. <gasps> wrote and I wrote, I, did you see that, that TV series? A Discovery of Witches? Of course yeah. I did. And it is glorious. And season two starts in January. Matthew Good. Yes. Yes. I thought they nailed it with the cast there. Yes. I, uh, really like <laughs> I, I, I love it. I love it. I'm obsessed. And I'm trying to think if anyone watches Outlander, uh, the one, the guy, actor who plays Ian which is, um, uh, oh God, Jamie's uh, brother-in-law. And he is going to be playing gas, is it gas glow or gas? I don't know. Oh. In it, I'm ready. I'm ready for it. 
So yeah. sorry. I just, <laughs> I just, I, 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 yeah. Oh my God, Vanessa, you got so excited. That was adorable. <laughs> yeah, she's a good one. Deborah Harfin is. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Gabby, how do people find you? Uh, go to gabbyjustice.com or go to Amazon and type in dog girl, but type in Gabby because it, it, it might pop up a dog girl, but a lot of times a lot of dog stuff pops up. <laughs> Welcome cool. to algorithms on Amazon. So, but they can so find you through your any, website. Yeah. Any bookstore, but mainly my website. I'm, I do a lot on Instagram. I'm, that's my biggest media. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, but Instagram is. Is that in. just Gabby justice at Gabby justice? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Double check. As, as you look it up before yeah. we say that out loud yeah. and your fans are like, can't find her. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. Gabby justice. That's it. No, awesome. no nothing. but Gabby with an I. Gabby with an I, Justice, yeah. Instagram, uh, website, Dog Girl. That's awesome. Thank you for so much for being on our show with us today. This has been awesome. Thank you. Y'all are so much fun. Oh, thank <laughs> you so much. And this has been Drinking with Authors, Literary Briefs. I've been Erica Lance. Vanessa Valiente. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>